Frank Witt's mom, Debbie Lakes Witt, sold eggs and chickens to Jake and Joe Mars at their little general store in Bethel for a little extra money. She probably traded some eggs for that box of candy that Frank got for Christmas. Job's store was the only store for miles around. He kept the necessities and maybe a little piece of candy and some chewing tobacco. People back then didn't need much to live on, a little something to eat and good spring water. They raised their own animals for their meat and chickens, for their eggs. They had cows to milk and maybe a goat or two for milk and meat. Frank told a story of a man, and I can't recall his name, but he would be out close to the road, probably close to the store. Every time Frank and his dad, Charlie, came through with a load of lumber or maybe just riding through, this man would cry out, Hey, Charlie, have you got any of that good chewing tobacco? Well, times were tough. And Charlie Witt might not have been the most personable fella that lived on Horse Lick. And the apple didn't fall too far from the tree as I speak. This went on for about two weeks and Frank said Grandpa Charlie got tired of that man bumming chewing tobacco. And they were out riding one day and happened to cross this man. He cried out, hey Charlie, got any more of that good chewing tobacco? Charlie said, yep. And he slapped the reins on that horse, said, get up. And he just kept riding and he never looked back. And that old man never tried to bum Charlie Whip for anything else. The Charlie Whip family kept their milk in a cold spring of water. When they moved away from the creek, they used a cave, which they called the Blowing Cave, to store their milk and meat in. They would put the meat in a lard can and seal the lid to keep animals out. Now, a lard can was a big five-gallon metal bucket with a lid that fit snug down on the top of it. And it was what they stored lard or hog fat in. Frank's family kept up that tradition the entire time that I was growing up on Pine Grove Ridge, at least the part of killing the hogs. We would kill at least one hog every year, and sometimes two, and the fat from the hog would be in a big black steel kettle and it would cook on the fire until the fat melted down. It was called rendering lard. I can remember when the lard all cooked down, there would be a little meat left on those big chunks of fat. It would be cooked just the way I liked it. After the fat turned to liquid, there would be pieces of fat that was dried and they was called cracklings. I would go out several times and ask Frank if it was done yet because I could hardly wait. Frank would always save me a piece or two. He would take out his knife and trim off the cooked meat and he and I would stand there and eat those strips of meat off those cracklings. Sometimes we'd be standing in the snow, and most of the time it was cold weather. You would, you would have thought that we were in a New York steakhouse eating those pieces of pork off of that fat meat. Now, Grandma Deb passed away in the late 1950s or early 60s. I never got to know my Grandma Deb. When she passed away, she left my Grandpa Charlie a lonely man. Frank said that Deb passing away really hurt Grandpa. He was not quite the same man. It seemed that it changed him so that he became a loner and kept more to himself than ever before. 
my mom said that grandma or grandpa would come to visit and he would turn his chair around so that he faced away from people and would not talk much. She said, now, what about a person being that funny? And at that time I was working and I said to mom, mom, it's all I can do to keep from doing the same thing. I don't know about you, but after eight or 10 hours dealing with some people, that's enough for one day. When I got home from work, I didn't want to see anybody and I didn't want to talk to anybody.